Al-Bashir, your source of Islamic literature, presents Al-Akhirah, the afterlife, narrated by Imam Anwar Al-Awlaqi. Alhamdulillah, al-salatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. There are ten major signs of the Day of Judgment. All of what we were talking about were the minor signs, Al-Alamat al-Sughra. The major ones are ten. The minor signs are occur over a period of centuries. The first of them was the messagehood of Rasulullah sallallahu But the major signs of the Day of Judgment are very close to the Day of Judgment itself. And whenever one of them happens, the rest are going to follow very soon. With the minor signs, there could be hundreds of years between some of them. Decades. But with the major signs, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in the hadith, الْآيَاتُ خَرَزَاتٌ مَنْظُمَاتٌ فِي سِلْكِ فَإِنْ يُقْطَعِ السِّلْكِ يَتْبَعْ بَعْضُهَا بَعْضًا رَوَهَا أَحْمَدْ Rasulullah says the major signs are beads in a string. When the string is cut, all of them would fall down. If you have beads on a string like a misbaha, and you cut the string, if one bead falls down, all of them would follow. So the ten signs are very close to each other. What are the ten signs? This hadith is in Muslim عن حذيفة بن أسيد الغفاري قالت اطلع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم علينا ونحن نتذاكر فقال ما تذاكرون قالوا نذكر الساعة قال إنها لن تقوم حتى ترون قبلها عشر آيات فذكر الدخان والدجال والدابة وطلوع الشمس من مغربها ونزول عيسى بن مريم صلى الله عليه وسلم ويأجوج ومأجوج وثلاثة خسوف خسف بالمشرق وخسف بالمغرب وخسف بجزيرة العرب وآخر ذلك نار تخرج من اليمن تطرد الناس إلى محشرهم رواه مسلم Now these are not signs are not in the chronological order These are in one hadith but they are not Don't take this sequence as the sequence of the signs حذيفة بن أسيد الغفاري one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah says, Rasulullah visited us and we were talking. He passed next to us and we were talking. He said, what are you talking about? They said, we're talking about the hour, the day of judgment. Rasulullah said, it will not happen until you see ten signs. He mentioned Ad-Dukhan, smoke. Ad-Dajjal, the false messiah. Ad-Dabba, the beast. Tulu'a al-Shamsi min maghribiha, the rise of the sun from the west. وَنُزُولَ عِيسَى بْنِ مَرْيَمِ صلى الله عليه وسلم The descendancy of Isa ibn Maryam and يأجوج المأجوج وثلاثة خسوف خسف بالمشرق وخسف بالمغرب وخسف بجزيرة العرب and three earthquakes or earth swallowing one in the east, one in the west and one in the Arabian Peninsula وَآخِرُ ذَلِكَ نَارٌ تَخْرُجُ مِنَ الْيَمَنِ تَطْرُدُ النَّاسَ إِلَى مَحْشَرِهِمْ and in the end, there will be a fire that comes out from Yemen and it would push the people towards the land of Mahshar. The land of Mahshar is where the accountability will be held, the Day of Judgment. These are the ten signs of the Day of Judgment. Which is the first sign? What is the first sign of the Day of Judgment? Al-Dajjal. Okay, there's a hadith that says that the first sign of the Day of Judgment is the rise of the sun from the west. So which is first, the Dajjal or the rise of the sun? The Dajjal is first, even though there's a hadith that says that the rise of the sun is the first sign. But the scholars still say that the Dajjal is the first. How could they say this when there's a hadith? They say that 
there are signs of the Day of Judgment that relate to changes in the universe. These signs, the first of them would be the rise of the sun from the west. Because the rise of the sun of the west is an unusual cosmological change. It's something different in the universe. The other signs which are the jal, the smoke, the beast, are things happening on earth. These will happen before the order of the universe changes. But the first sign of change in the universe would be the rise of the sun from the west. And then after that the universe would fall down. Things would start falling out of order. The moon would fall down, stars would fall down, the sky would crack. But the first sign of change in the universe would be the sun. But the first of the ten signs to happen would be a Dajjal. A Dajjal would be number one. We'll just talk about the meaning of a Dajjal and then we'll leave the rest of the talk about a Dajjal until next week. His name is Al-Masih Al-Dajjal. Al-Masih Al-Dajjal. It's a name made out of two words. Al-Masih and Al-Dajjal. What are the meanings of these two words? Al-Masih itself one of the scholars, the author of Qamus uh, al-Muhit, he says that the word al-Masih could have 50 meanings. It's one of the very rich words. It has a lot of meanings. Some of the meanings of al-Masih, something that is wiped out. And the dajjal is called al-Masih because one of his eyes is wiped out. There's no eye. Al-Masih could mean somebody who masah al-arth, who would travel all over the world. And Rasulullah says in a hadith that the dajjal would travel all over the world in 40 days. He would wrap the whole world. Another meaning of the word al-Masih, interestingly enough, is al-Kazab and al-Siddiq. The word al-Masih could have two opposite meanings. And this could happen in the Arabic language that you would have a word that means two opposite things. One of them is al-Siddiq, the truthful, and the other one is the liar. Just like the word Adam. The word Adam has two meanings. One of them is original and one of them is a meaning that came later. The original meaning of the word Adam is dark. Something that is dark. But it also can be used to mean fair. Something that is fair color. So we could use the word Adam to describe a dark skin and he could use it to describe fair skin. And it was used exactly that way in a hadith. When it is used to describe Adam, it means dark skin. And when it is used to describe Isa, it means fair skin. The same word, Adam. So Al-Masih means truthful and it also means liar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created two Masih, two Messiahs. One of them is Al-Masih Dajjal and the other one is Al-Masih Isa ibn Maryam. One of them is Al-Masih Isa ibn Maryam, which is the truthful Messiah. And the other one is Al-Masih Dajjal, the liar Messiah, which is Al-Dajjal. Also the word Masih means anointed, and this would apply to Isa, the Maryam, alayhi salam. So these are some of the meanings that it, it has. Ad-Dajjal, the word Ad-Dajjal, there are some words in Arabic that were actually describing something physical, and then they started picking up other connotations and meanings. Dajjal al-Ba'ir means painting the color of the camel with Qatran. Qatran is a black dye, black paint. For some reason, some of the Arabs used to dye 
the camels with that cover, Allah to heal it from something or, but it would change the color. It would change the color of the camel. Therefore, it is concealing something. It is changing the color of something. And that meaning applies to a Dajjal. Because he's not telling the truth. He's covering up something. He's changing the truth. Dajjal al-Shay'. When you use the word as Dajjal al-Hadith, for example, it means coating something with gold. When you coat something with gold, it is called Dajjal. If you bring something and you, those watches that are electroplated, when there is something that is actually a cheap metal, and then you coat it with gold, that is called Dajjal. So it looks like gold. It looks beautiful from the outside. But inside, it is nothing. And that is also a Dajjal. Because he is showing something, but in reality, he is evil. He is claiming that he is God. He would claim that he is righteous. He would claim that he is bringing peace to the world. But he is evil. In the instant, He's an unbeliever. He's a disbeliever. That's also another meaning of Ad-Dajjal. Also, Ad-Dajjal means deception. It means lying. It means an imposter. It carries all of these meanings. And all of these meanings apply on Ad-Dajjal. These are meanings of the word Ad-Dajjal and they all apply on him. So, subhanAllah, you see how one title would carry all of these meanings all in one. And how Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam named Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala revealed to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam these names. Some descriptions of his appearance. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says in this hadith narrated by Abu Dawood: "Inni qad haddathtukum an al-Dajjal hatta khashitu alla taqilu in Masih al-Dajjal rajulun qasirun afhaj jadun a'waru matmus al-Aini laysa binatiat wala hajra." فَإِنْ أُلْبِسَ عَلَيْكُمْ فَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَيْسَ بِأَعْوَرُ So Allah says, I talked to you so much about the Dajjal. And I'm afraid that you're not going to remember everything I said. So Rasulullah used to talk about the Dajjal frequently. He used to mention him a lot. And Rasulullah says, مَا مِنْ إِلَّا Every Nabi of Allah has warned his people from the Dajjal. Because Rasulullah says, مَا مِنْ فِتْنَةٍ there is no trial, no tribulation since the creation of Adam until the day of judgment greater than the trial and the tribulation of a Dajjal. And Rasulullah says, Even Nuh, he warned his people about a Dajjal. And Rasulullah talked to the Sahaba so much about a Dajjal. He was worried that they're not going to remember all of the information he said. So he told them, that he's a short man and he described his eye that it is not, I mean he cannot see with it but Rasulullah says that the eye is not out of the socket and it's not way in. So it seems that it's somehow sealed in its place. And then Rasulullah said that the Dajjal is a'war, one-eyed and your Lord is not one-eyed. Why did Rasulullah say your Lord is not one-eyed? Because a Dajjal eventually will claim that he is God. And that's why Rasulullah is saying that your Lord is not one-eyed. He's not Allah. He's not God. So that's a very important description of his that he is one-eyed. Another description in Bukhari. مَا بُعِثَ نَبِيٌّ إِلَّا أَنذَرَ أُمَّتَهُ الْأَعْوَرَ الْكَذَّابِ أَلَا إِنَّهُ أَعْوَرُ وَإِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَيْسَ بِأَعْوَرُ 
وَإِنَّ بَيْنَ عَيْنَيْهِ مَكْتُوبٌ كَافِرٌ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Every prophet has warned his people from the one-eyed liar. He is one-eyed and your Lord is not one-eyed and between his eyes is written kafir. In another hadith in Muslim, this hadith is in Bukhari, another hadith in Muslim, Rasulullah says that it is written between his eyes kafir and it can be read by the literate and the illiterate. Therefore, it crosses the boundaries of language and literacy. If a person is a mu'min, they will be able to recognize that sign that this man is a disbeliever. Kafir is disbeliever. And this hadith narrated in Muslim, Rasulullah uh, uh, these are not the words of Rasulullah but he approved them. We'll get into this hadith and we'll go through the whole hadith. It's a very long hadith. But this uh, phrase of the hadith, فَانْتَلَقْنَا سِرَاعًا حَتَّى دَخَلْنَا الدَّيْرِ فَإِذَا فِيهِ أَعْظَمُ إِنْسَانٍ رَأَيْنَاهُ قَطْ الدَّارِ one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah he saw a Dajjal. And this hadith is in Muslim. And he said, we saw a man, we never saw a man that is bigger, larger than him. So he's very huge. Keep in mind that in the other hadith in Abu Dawood, it says that he was short. And this is, could be problematic sometimes when we read about the description of a Dajjal. And it's even going to get more confusing when we start talking about the Musayyad. Therefore, a Dajjal is not as simple as we imagine and perceive. There's a bit of complications in it. But the ahadith that Rasulullah are sufficient to help us when he does appear. We might not be able to have an exact perception of what he is now. But when he does come out, then things are going to be clear. Because it seems that from when you look to one hadith and another, you might think that there's contradictions, but they're not. They're describing different things of a Dajjal. An Abi Sa'id al-Khudri qala sahibtu bin Sa'id fi ila Makkah فقال لي أما قد لقيت من الناس يزعمون أني الدجال ألست سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إنه لا يولد له قال قلت بلى قال فقد ولد لي This is a conversation between Abu Sa'id al-Khudri and the man his name is Ibn Sayyad This is in Muslim and Ibn Sayyad is telling Abu Sa'id al-Khudri Didn't you hear Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم say that the Dajjal will have no children? Abu Sa'id said yes so one of the other descriptions of a Dajjal is that he will not have any children. This is another description that we have about a Dajjal. Now, let's ask this question. Is a Dajjal alive? Was he alive at the time of Rasulullah Is he alive now? And the answer, answer is yes, he is alive. Now, where is he exactly? This is what we're going to talk about next. And we'll talk about a Jewish man... His name is Ibn Sayyad. Ibn Sayyad was a Jew from Medina. And he used to be into magic and fortune telling and jinn and all of those things. And shayateen, he was into that. Since his young age. Was he a Dajjal or wasn't he? Was this man Ibn Sayyad a Dajjal or not? Now why would we ask the question to start with? Well we ask this question because some of the Sahaba thought that he was a Dajjal, in fact, they would swear that he is a Dajjal. Like Umar ibn Khattab and Jabir Abdullah, they would say in the name of Allah, Ibn Sayyad is a Dajjal. Let's talk about this man a little bit. He is a Jew, as I said, from Medina. Whether he became a Muslim or not, he did claim that he, he was a Muslim. But then, was that true or not? Allah alam. Although, of his sons was Umarah. One of his sons, his name is Umarah. And he was a scholar of Islam, Umara. 
and a Zahabi says about him, وَمِنْ وَلَدِهِ عِمَارَةِ وَكَانَ مِنْ خِيَارِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ سَعِيدِ بْنِ الْمُسَيِّبِ رَوَى عَنْهُ مَالِكِ وَغَيْرَةِ Zahabi says that one of his sons or children is Imara, and he was one of the righteous Muslims, and he was a companion of Sayyid ibn Musayyib, one of the greatest scholars of Atabain. And Imam Malik narrated some ahadith from him. And Imam Malik used to respect him a lot. So his son Imara uh, was a Muslim, but the, the guy himself, uh, let's uh, dig a little bit deeper into his story. The reason why we talk about Ibn Sayyid in the first place is because Rasulullah himself was suspicious about him. Rasulullah had some suspicions about Ibn Sayyid. But Rasulullah never reached a decision in this man whether he was a Dajjal or not. عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن عمر انطلق مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في رهط قبل ابن صياد حتى وجده يلعب مع الصبيان عند أطمي بني مغالة ابن عمر says that Rasulullah and Umar and some of the companions of Rasulullah they went to see Ibn Sayyad they went to visit him and he was young at the time he was a, he was a kid and he was playing with children next to an area called Bani Magala, the neighborhood of Bani Magala. وَقَدْ قَارَبَ بْنُ صَيَّادَ الْحُلُمِ And Ibn Sayyad at the time was almost the age of puberty. فَلَمْ يَشْعُرْ حَتَّى ضَرَبَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ بِيَدِهِ And Ibn Sayyad suddenly felt the hand of Rasulullah on him. ثُمَّ قَالَ لِبْنِ صَيَّادَ تَشْهَدُ أَنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Rasulullah asked him, Do you bear witness? Do you testify that I am the messenger of Allah? Ibn Sayyid said, Ashhadu annaka Rasulul Ummiyin. I bear witness and I testify that you are the, the messenger to the Gentiles. Meaning, you're not the messenger to us, the Jews. You are to the Gentiles. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pushed him away. فَرَفَضَهُ وَقَالْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ وَبِرُسُلِهِ Rasulullah pushed him away and said, I believe in Allah and His messengers. And then Ibn Sayyid said, أتشهد أني رسول الله ابن صياد said do you testify that I am the messenger of Allah that's when Rasulullah pushed him away and said I believe in Allah and his messengers فقال له ماذا ترى Rasulullah asked him what are you seeing because it was famous now that ابن صياد was receiving these revelations from jinn so Rasulullah was asking him what do you see قال يأتيني صادق وكاذب I receive a liar, and I receive a truthful. And, you know, the whole way that Ibn Sayyid is talking is uh, symbols, and sometimes it's even complicated to understand what he's talking about. I'm receiving a true, and I'm receiving a lie. Rasulullah You are confused. Rasulullah told him, you are confused. ثُمَّ قَالَ لَهُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ إِنِّي قَدْ خَبَّأْتُ لَكَ خَبِيئًا Rasulullah wants to test him. Rasulullah said, I am hiding away something from you. What am I hiding? Rasulullah wants to see, is this man dealing with jinn or what is he doing? So Rasulullah said, I am hiding something away from you. What Rasulullah meant, I am keeping for you, I am hiding away from you, Surah Al-Dukhan. The Surah of Dukhan. Rasulullah received the revelation of Surah Al-Dukhan and he wanted to recite it on Ibn Sayyad. So he said, I'm hiding, what do I want to tell you? What am I hiding away from you? Ibn Sayyad said, Huwa al-dukh. 
You are hiding from me, Dukh. Dukh is half of the word. Dukhan. Now either Ibn Sayyad was playing games with Rasulullah Sallallahu and saying Dukh. Or the information that he's receiving from the jinn is missing. He's receiving half of the information. So he said, Ad-Dukh. Rasulullah pushed him away and said, Ikhsa' falan ta'du qadrak. Shut up, you are never going to go over your level. Rasulullah means by this is that and you're not going to know the unseen and you're never going to, I mean, you are not going to get over the level that is set for you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ikhsa' falan ta'du qadrak. You're not going to get beyond your limits. Umar bin Khattab said, Da'ni ya Rasulullah adrib unqah. Let me chop off his head. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, In yakun, falan tusallata alayh, wa in lam yakun, fala khayra laka fi qatlih. Rasulullah said, Oh Umar, if it is him, then you're not going to be able to kill him. And if it's not him, then there is no good in killing him. If it is a Dajjal, then you're not going to be able to kill him. We know that only one in the world who can kill a Dajjal is Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if it is him, you're not going to be able to kill him. And if it's not him, there's no good in killing him. Leave him alone. He's never going to get beyond his limit. We also learn from this clause, from this phrase of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Rasulullah himself was not sure about the reality of this man. Because he said, if it is him, you're not going to be able to kill him. If it's not him, then there's no good in killing him. So Rasulullah, until that moment, wasn't... Rasulullah was still testing him. This is one hadith, and this hadith is in Bukhari. Another hadith... عن أبي سعيد قال لقيه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأبو بكر وعمر في بعض طرق المدينة فقال له رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أتشهد أني رسول الله فقال هو أتشهد أني رسول الله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم آمنت بالله وملائكته وكتبه ما ترى قال أرى عرشا على الماء فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ترى عرش إبليس على البحر وما ترى قال أرى صادقين وكاذبا أو كاذبين وصادقا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لبس عليه دعوة رواه مسلم أبو سعيد الخدري says that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم met him with Rasulullah and Abu Bakr and Umar were going through one road in Medina and they met with Ibn Sayyad they met him so Rasulullah stopped him and Rasulullah told him do you testify that I am the messenger of Allah so he said do you testify that I am the messenger of Allah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, I believe in Allah and His angels and His books. What are you seeing? What are you receiving? He said, I see a throne over water. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, He is seeing the throne of Iblis. Because we know that the throne of Iblis is on water. So this man is very suspicious. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa told him, And what else? What else are you seeing? He said, I see one liar and two truthfuls, or one truthful and two liars. Rasulullah said, leave him alone, he is confused. So this is in Muslim. Rasulullah still wanted to test him further. And this time, Rasulullah wanted to sneak on him and listen to what he's saying when he's speaking to himself. And this is in Bukhari. Qala ibn Umar, intalaqa al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallama wa ubayyu ibn Ka'b ya'tiyan al-Nakhl al-Ladhi fihi ibn Sayyad hatta idha dakhla al-Nakhl طفق النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يتقي بجذوع النخل وهو يختل ابن صياد أن يسمع من ابن صياد شيئا قبل أن يراه وابن صياد مضطجع على فراشه في قطيفة له له فيها رمزة ابن عمر رضي الله عنه سيزة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم آن دبي بن كعب they went close to where ابن صياد was 
and he was next to a palm tree. This is in a palm farm. When Rasulullah got there, he was hiding behind the palm trees so that Ibn Sayyad would not see him. And Rasulullah was able to listen because at that moment, Ibn Sayyad might have been speaking to his jinn, his shayateen. So Rasulullah was hiding and trying to get closer to him because he wanted to hear from Ibn Sayyad before Ibn Sayyad sees him. And Ibn Sayyad was laying down on a mat and some voices were coming out from him. لَهُ فِيهَا رَمْزَةٌ فَرَأَتْ أُمُّ بْنِ صَيَّادٍ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَهُوَ يَتَّقِي بِجِذُوعِ النَّخْلِ فَقَالَتْ لِبْنِ صَيَّادٍ أَيْ صَافْ وَهُوَ أَسْمُهُ فَثَارَ بْنُ فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَوْ تَرَكَتْهُ بَيَّنْ The mother of Ibn Sayyad saw Rasulullah. And she warned her son and said, Saf, because one of his names is, or his name is Saf. She said, Saf, Rasulullah is there. The narrator of the hadith, Ibn Umar says, فَثَارَ بْنُ صَيَّادٍ He jumped up. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, if she left him alone, then he would have disclosed his identity. If she would have left him alone, I would have been able to know who he really was. But that is what happened. Rasulullah was not able to recognize what he was talking about because his mother, the mother of Ibn Sayyad, warned him. Now, was Ibn Sayyad the Dajjal or not? Muhammad ibn Munkadir, this is in Bukhari, he says, Ra'aytu Jabir ibn Abdullah yahlifu billahi in Ibn Sayyad huwa Dajjal. Muhammad ibn Munkadir, one of the Tabi'een, he says, I saw Jabir ibn Abdullah, one of the Ansar, making an oath in the name of Allah that Ibn Sayyad is a Dajjal. So I told him, how can you do so? Are you so sure that he is a Dajjal? Jabir ibn Abdullah said, Inni sami'tu Umar yahlifu ala thalika inda al-Nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam falam yunkirhu al-Nabiyyi. Jabir ibn Abdullah said, I have seen Umar ibn Khattab swearing in the name of Allah that Ibn Sayyad is a Dajjal and Rasulullah did not disapprove him. Umar in front of Rasulullah said, Wallahi, Ibn Sayyad is a Dajjal. And Rasulullah was silent. An-Nafi'in qala kana ibn Umar yaqulu wallahi ma'a shukku anna al-Masiha al-Dajjal ibn Sayyad. Sunan Abi Dawood. Nafi' says that Ibn Umar used to say, Wallahi, I have no doubts that Ibn Sayyad is al-Masih al-Dajjal. And al-Nafi'in qala laqi ibn Umar ibn Sayyad ibn Sayyad ibn Sayyad or ibn Sayyad fi ba'di turuq al-Madina faqala lahu qawlan aghdaba fantafaka hatta malaa as-sakka. Ibn Umar met Ibn Sayyad once. They met in a road in Medina. And Ibn Umar told Ibn Sayyad something that made him upset. When he became angry, he expanded in size until he filled the whole road. He just expanded in size like a balloon until he filled the whole road. Ibn Umar went and spoke to his sister, the wife of Rasulullah Um Hafsa. She said, leave him alone. Don't you know that a Dajjal is going to come out after he becomes upset? The turning point which will make a Dajjal come out to the world because he's living now, but he's away from events. What will make him come out is an explosion of anger. So Umm Hafsa is saying, leave him alone. So you can see that many of the Sahaba, they were suspicious about this man. Even Umm Hafsa, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قَالَ إِنَّمَا يَخْرُجُ مِنْ غَضَبَةٍ يَغْضَبُهَا This is in Muslim. Now Ibn Sayyad himself, he didn't like this. 
he disliked people being suspicious about him. And when he became Muslim, because in the beginning when Rasulullah was dealing with him, at that time he was not Muslim yet, but then he became Muslim. And he used to dislike the suspicions that people have. In this hadith, this is in Muslim. An Abi Sa'id al-Khudri قال خرجنا حجاجا أو عمارا ومعنا ابن صائد قال فنزلنا منزلا فتفرق الناس وبقيت أنا وهو فاستوحشت منه وحشة شديدة مما يقال عليه أبي سعيد الخدري says that once we went in Hajj or Umrah and Ibn Sa'id was with us he was accompanying us and we stopped in one station and all the people went their own ways except me and him were alone and I felt very uncomfortable being with him because of what people used to say about him. I didn't feel comfortable being around him because of the suspicions that people have against him. And he brought his luggage and he put it over the luggage of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. Abu Sa'id said when he put his stuff over mine, I said, you know, it's very hot. Can you please take your stuff and put it next to that tree? He doesn't even want his luggage to touch his. He says, you know, the weather is very hot. Can you please take your stuff and put it under that tree? So he did so. We saw some goats. So Ibn Sayyad, he went and he brought some milk in a cup. And he presented it to me and said, drink. I told him, the weather is very hot and the milk is hot. Abu Sa'id says, the only reason I didn't want to drink is that I, wouldn't, I didn't want to take anything from his hand. I didn't want to take anything from his hand. And I found an excuse. I said, you know, the weather is very hot and milk now is going to be hot. I don't want to drink. At that moment, Abu Sayyad understood. He knew that there's another reason why he doesn't want to deal with him. فقال أبا سعيد لقد هممت أن أخذ حبلا فأعلقه بشجرة ثم أختنق مما يقول لي الناس. He said, Oh Abu Sa'id, I was thinking about getting a rope and hanging myself and committing suicide because of what people are saying about me. He immediately knew that he doesn't want to touch anything from his hand. He said, because of these suspicions that people are having about me, I was thinking about committing suicide because of all of the suspicions that you have against me. And then he said, Ya Aba Sa'id, Man khafiya alayhi hadithu Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma khafiya alaykum ma'ashar al-ansar. Alasta min a'lam al-nasi bi hadithi Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He said, Oh Abu Sa'id, you the ansar are the ones who know the hadith of Rasulullah most and especially you. You are one of the most knowledgeable people about the hadith of Rasulullah Isn't that true? And then he said, أَلَيْسَ قَدْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ هُوَ كَافِرٌ وَأَنَا مُسْلِمٌ Didn't Rasulullah Wasallam say that a Dajjal is a non-believer and I am a Muslim? أَوَلَيْسَ قَدْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ هُوَ عَقِيمٌ لَا يُولَدُ لَهُ وَقَدْ تَرَكْتُ وَلَدِي بِالْمَدِينَةِ that a Dajjal is infertile and he has no children and I have left my children in Medina. Didn't Rasulullah say 
that the Dajjal is not going to go to Medina or Mecca. And I just came out of Medina and I'm going to Mecca. It's very convincing from this that he's not a Dajjal. And the way he was speaking, he was very upset and he said, you're having all of these suspicions about me. And you know the hadith of Rasulullah and none of the descriptions of a Dajjal apply to me. If we would stop right here, then we would say that definitely he's not a Dajjal. People are just having suspicions about him. But then look at what happened. قال أبو سعيد حتى كدت أن أعذره أبو سعيد said I was about to excuse him I was about to believe him and take his word ثم قال أما والله إني لا أعرفه وأعرف مولده وأين هو الآن and then Ibn Sayyid said but I know I know who Ad-Dajjal is and I know where he was born and I know where he is now messed up the whole thing فقال أبو سعيد تبا لك سائر اليوم May evil befall you the rest of the day. And in another narration, the same story, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri asked him, now this hadith that I mentioned is a Muslim, this also one is a Muslim. There's not a hadith of Rasulullah, it's a hadith of a Sahaba documented in Muslim. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri told him, وَقِيلَ لَهُ أَيَسُرُّكَ أَنَّكَ ذَاكَ الرَّجُلُ Abu Sa'id asked him, Would you be pleased if you were a Dajjal? قَالَ لَوْ عُرِضَ عَلَيَّ مَا كَرِهِ if it was presented to me, I would accept it. If the role of a Dajjal is presented to me, I would accept it. Oh, now we're back to our confusion again about Ibn Sayyid. The problem is not solved yet. Now there is counter evidence that Ibn Sayyid is not a Dajjal. And this is from a hadith in Muslim. It's a long hadith. It's one of the long hadith. An Fatimah bint Qais, Ukht al-Dahak bin Qais, سمعت نداء المنادي منادي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ينادي الصلاة جامعة فخرجت إلى المسجد فصليت مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فكنت في صف النساء التي تلي ظهور القوم فلما قضى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صلاته جلس على المنبر وهو يضحك فقال ليلزم كل إنسان مصلى فاطمة بنت قيس one of the companions of رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم she said, I heard the caller of Salah calling everyone to the masjid. When they would want to announce something, they would make adhan, so all of the people would come to the masjid. So I went to the masjid and I prayed with Rasulullah and I was with the women. And the woman used to pray towards the back of the masjid. And she said that I was in the front rows of the women, so I was close to the men. فَلَمَّا قَضَى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمَ صَلَاتَهُ When Rasulullah finished his prayer, he sat down on the pulpit and he, and he was smiling and he said, stay in your places. Stay in the place of your salah. Rasulullah wanted to speak to them. And he was smiling. He said, stay in the place of your salah. قَالَ أَتَدْرُونَ لِمَا جَمَعَتُكُمْ Do you know why I gathered you? قَالُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمْ They said, Allah and his messenger know best. قال إني والله ما جمعتكم لرغبة ولا لرهبة ولكن جمعتكم لأن تميما الداري كان رجلا نصرانيا فجاء فبايع وأسلم رسول الله said I did not gather you to promise you something or to warn you from something but I gathered you because تميم الداري was a Christian and he just came to me right now and he became a Muslim وحدثني حديثا وافق الذي كنت أحدثكم عن مسيح الدجال and he told me a story that is similar to what I was telling you about Ad-Dajjal. حدثني أنه ركب في سفينة بحرية 
مع ثلاثين رجلا من لخم وجذام فلعب بهم الموج شهرا في البحر ثم أرثوا إلى جزيرة في البحر حتى مغرب الشمس فجلسوا في أقرب السفينة فدخلوا الجزيرة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says with 30 men from لخم and جذام these are Christian Arab tribes and the waves were playing with that ship of theirs and they got lost for a month in the sea or the ocean until the ship docked next to a island in the sea so they sat in that boat because it was at night and then in the morning they went into the island فلقيتهم دابة أهلب كثير الشعب لا يدرون ما قبله من دبره رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says they were met with an animal that is very hairy you cannot distinguish the front from the back this animal was covered with hair so they could not recognize the front from the back it's like a ball of hair فقالوا ويلكي ما أنت they said woe to you who are you فقالت أنا الجساسة she said I am الجساسة the animal spoke قالوا وما الجساسة قالت أيها القوم انطلقوا إلى هذا الرجل في الدير فإنه إلى خبركم بالأشواق they said what is الجساسة she ignored them and said come with me to this man in this monastery because he wants to meet you this man in this monastery wants to meet you قال لما سمت لنا رجلا فرقنا منها أن تكون شيطانة when she mentioned to us about the existence of a man we were suspicious he said this might be devil or something قال فانطلقنا صراعا حتى دخلنا الدير فإذا فيه أعظم إنسان رأيناه قط خلقا وأشده وثاقا مجموعة يداه إلى عنقه ما بين ركبتيه إلى كعبيه بالحديد we went in and we saw a man he is the hugest man we ever saw and he was tied up with chains from his uh, ankles to his knees tied with chains of iron steel قلنا ويلك ما أنت we said woe to you who are you قال قد قدرتم على خبري فأخبروني ما أنتم he said you already have seen me now tell me about yourselves قالوا نحن أناس من العرب ركبنا في سفينة بحرية فصادفنا البحر حين اغتلم فلعب بنا الموج شهرا ثم أرفأنا إلى جزيرتك هذه فجلسنا في أقربها فدخلنا الجزيرة فلقيتنا دابة أهلب so they told him the story that we are Arabs and we came and we got lost in the sea until we arrived here anyway and then he said أخبروني عن نخل بيسان this man said tell me about the palm trees of Baisan. Baisan is an area in Asham. He wants to know about its palm trees. قلنا عن أي شأنها تستخبر قال أسألكم عن نخلها هل يثمر They said what do you want to know about the palm trees of Baisan? He said are they bearing any fruits? قلنا له نعم We said yes قال أما إنه يوشك ألا تثمر He said there will be a time when they will not bear any fruits. قال أخبروني عن بحيرة الطبرية. قلنا عن أي شأنها تستخبر؟ قال هل فيها ماء؟ قالوا هي كثيرة الماء. قال أما إن ماءها يوشك أن يذهب. He said, tell me about the lake of Tabariya. Tabariya is a lake in Palestine. He said, is there any water in it? They said, yes. 
He said, there will be a time when there will be no water left in it. Allah and the Yahud are going to finish it. قال أخبروني عن عيني زغر قالوا عن أي شأنها تستخبر قال هل في العين ماء وهل يزرع أهلها بماء العين قلنا له نعم هي كثيرة الماء وأهلها يزرعون من مائها قال أخبر ويزرعون عن مائها so now he asked him about this spring water of زغر they said what do you want to know about it he said is there any water in it they said yes he said are the people harv- uh, using that water in irrigation? They said, yes. Uh, there's a lot of water in it and people are uh, using it in agriculture, but he didn't respond to that. But then he asked them, أخبروني عن نبي الأميين ما فعل. He said, tell me about the prophet of the illiterate people. الأميين. And that is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is an illiterate person sent to illiterate people. قالوا قد خرج من مكة ونزل يثرب. They said he left from مكة and now he is in Yathrib. Yathrib is the old name of Medina. قال أقاتله العرب. Did the Arabs fight him? They said yes. قال كيف صنع بهم? He said how did he do with them? Tell me about these battles between him and the Arabs. فأخبرناه أنه قد ظهر على من يليه من العرب وأطاعوه. They said he was victorious. And now they are obedient to him. قال لهم قد كان ذلك. He said, did that happen? قلنا نعم. They said yes. قال أما إن ذلك خير لهم أن يطيعوه. He said it's better for them that they follow him. And now it's his turn to reveal his identity. وإني مخبركم عني. I'm going to tell you about myself. إني أنا المسيح. I am the Messiah. وَإِنِّي أُوشِكُ أَنْ يُؤْذَنَ لِي فِي الْخُرُوجِ فَأَخْرُجَ فَأَسِيرَ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَلَا أَدْعَى قَرْيَةً إِلَّا هَبَطْتُهَا فِي أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً غَيْرَ مَكَّةَ وَطَيْبَةً فَهُمَا مُحَرَّمَتَانِ عَلَيَّ كِلْتَاهُمَا كُلَّمَا أَرَدْتُ أَنْ أَدْخُلَ وَاحِدَةً أَوْ وَاحِدًا مِنْهُمَا اسْتَقْبَلَنِي مَلَكٌ بِيَدِهِ السَّيْفُ مُصَلْتًا يَصُدُّنِي عَنْهَا وَإِنَّ عَلَى كُلِّ نَقْبٍ مِنْهَا مَلَائِكَةٌ يَحْرُسُونَهَا قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وطعنا بمخصرته في المنبر هذه طيبة هذه طيبة هذه طيبة يعني المدينة He said I am the Messiah and it is about time that I will be allowed to leave and I would travel all over the world and I will enter into every village and town in 40 days with the exception of Mecca and طيبة طيبة is another name of Medina I am not allowed to go there whenever I want to enter into one of them an angel with a sword will stop me and then he said and there are angels protecting every entrance into Mecca and Medina and then Rasulullah he hit his stick on the pulpit and he said this is Tayyibah this is Tayyibah this is Tayyibah because he said Tayyibah Dajjal, he said, I'm not going to be allowed to enter into Taiba. Rasulullah told him, this is Taiba. Al-Medina is Taiba. And then Rasulullah said, Ala hal kuntu haddathtukum thalika? Rasulullah said, didn't I tell you that before? Faqala al-nasu na'am. People said, yes. Fa'innahu a'jabani hadithu tamimin annahu wafaq al-lazhi kuntu ahadithukum an. Wa'an al-Medinati wa Makkah. Ala innahu fi bahri al-Shami aw bahri al-Yamani لا بل من قبل المشرق ما هو من قبل المشرق ما هو من قبل المشرق ما هو رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم told the Sahaba didn't I tell you something similar they said yes you did Rasulullah said 
I wanted you to hear the story of Tamim because it was compatible and the same as what I told you before. And then Rasulullah said that he is in the Sea of Asham. What is the Sea of Asham? The Mediterranean. Or the Sea of Yemen. What is the Sea of Yemen? Either the Red Sea or the Arabian Sea. But then Rasulullah said, no, he is not. And then Rasulullah pointed to the east and he said, he is in the east, he is towards the east, he is towards the east. So the Dajjal is towards the east of Medina. Where exactly? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Now, this hadith, there's a lot of things to learn from this hadith. One of them is that the Dajjal is living. And that Tamim al-Dari saw him. And Rasulullah approved his hadith. And we also know that Ad-Dajjal is going to travel all over the world in only 40 days. And that he's going to conquer all the world with the exception of Mecca, Medina, and Jerusalem. Now, let's go back to the issue of Ibn Sayyad. How can Ibn Sayyad be Ad-Dajjal when Tamim al-Dari saw Ad-Dajjal in this island? Al-Qurtubi says, وَالصَّحِيحُ أَنَّ إِبْنْ صَيَّادٍ هُوَ الدَّجَّالِ بِدَلَالَةِ مَا تَقَدَّمْ وَمَا يَبْعُدْ أَنْ يَكُونَ بِالْجَزِيرَةِ فِي ذَلِكَ الْوَقْتِ وَيَكُونُ بَيْنَ أَظْهُرَ الصَّحَابَةِ فِي وَقْتٍ آخَرٍ Al-Qurtubi says that there is no doubt, or he says, I adopt the opinion that Ibn Sayyad is a Dajjal, and it is not impossible for him to be in the island when Tamim al-Dari saw him and to be in Medina in other times. But then some of the other scholars respond to this and say, well, how can Ibn Sayyad be a young kid in Medina and then be an adult, an old man in the island? Al-Shawkani, he brought all of these opinions together and then he, uh, he mentions to us some of the opinions of the scholars. Al-Shawkani says, وقد اختلف الناس في أمر ابن صياد اختلافا شديدا وأشكل أمره حتى قيل فيه كل قول. الشكاني says people have every different opinion in regards to ابن صياد. People are confused about the issue of ابن صياد and everybody has their own opinion. وظاهر الحديث المذكور أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان مترددا في كونه هو الدجال أم لا. And what we learn from the hadith of Rasulullah is that Rasulullah himself was not sure if Ibn Sayyad was a Dajjal or not. So if Rasulullah himself was not sure, we cannot be sure. And a Nawawi, the opinion of a Nawawi, says, قصت Ibn Sayyad مشكلة وأمره مشتبه ولكن لا شك أنه دجال من الدجاجلة. A Nawawi says, the story of Ibn Sayyad is problematic and his story is suspicious. But there is no doubt that he is at least one of Ad-Dajajila. He is one of the imposters, at least. He might not be the imposter, Ad-Dajjal, but he could be one of them. Because Ad-Dajjal means an imposter, a liar. He could be one of them. But is he the false messiah or not? Allah Alam. By the way, in the Christian religion, they refer to Ad-Dajjal as the Antichrist. And the naming itself is correct. He is an antichrist. Because what does the word Christ mean? It comes from the Greek Christo, which means Messiah. And it carries the same meaning as the Arabic word Messiah. 
Christ means the anointed one. And Messiah in Arabic, also one of its meanings is the anointed one. So there is one true Messiah, which is Al-Masih Isa ibn Maryam. And then there is an anti-Masih, a false Messiah, which is the Antichrist or Dajjal. Ibn Hajar has an interesting story, Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, but one of the narrators in the chain of narration is unknown to Ibn Hajar. When you have a chain of narration, you need to know every one of them, to know if they're truthful or not. If there is one narrator in the chain who is unknown, then that hadith is considered to be weak. There is one unknown person in this chain. Otherwise, everyone else in the chain of narration is authentic, are truthful and trustworthy. This story, وَقَدْ أَخْرَجَ أَبُوْ نَعِيمٍ الْأَصْبَهَانِ فِي تَارِيخْ أَصْبَهَانِ ما يؤكد كون ابن صياد هو الدجال. أبو نعيم الأصبهاني he mentions a story that happened in Asbahan that makes us assured that ابن صياد is a دجال. عن حسان بن عبد الرحمن عن أبيه قال لما افتتحنا أصبهان كان بين عسكرنا وبين اليهود فرسخ. When we opened Asbahan, Asbahan is in Central Asia. When we opened it. There was a short distance between us and the Jews. There were Jews living in Asbahan. We used to go to the neighborhood of the Jews to buy our groceries. We came one day and we found out that the Jews were celebrating. I asked one of my friends, one of them, a Jew, I asked him, why are you happy? What is this celebration for? فَقَالَ هَذَا مَلِكُنَا الَّذِي نَسْتَفْتِحُ بِهِ الْعَرَبِ He said, our king who will defeat the Arabs is here. فَدَخَلْتُ فَبِتُّ عَلَى سَطْحٍ فَصَلَّيْتُ الْغَدَى فَلَمَّا طَلَعَتِ الشَّمْسِ إِذَا الْوَهَجْ مِنْ قِبْلَ الْعَسْكَرِ فَنَظَرْتُ فَإِذَا هُوَ إِبْنْ صَيَّادِ فَدَخَلَ الْمَدِينَةِ فَلَمْ يَعُدْ and in the morning I was looking from the top of this house to see who this king was and I saw that that king was Ibn Sayyid. He was there in Asbahan. He went all the way from Medina to Asbahan and then he went into the city and he never came out again. We never saw him after that. Now this story becomes very interesting when we, you hear the hadith where Rasulullah says that a dajjal is going to come out from Khurasan. Khurasan is very close to Asbahan. And he will be followed by 70,000 Jews from Asbahan. So this story becomes very interesting. When we know that Ibn Sayyad from Medina, he went to Asbahan, he went in there, he never came out. And then Rasulullah says that he's going to come out from that area. But again, we cannot take this story at face value because there's one link missing in it. One in the chain of narration. Wallahu alam. Ibn Taymiyyah, what is the opinion of Ibn Taymiyyah? أمر ابن صياد أشكل على بعض الصحابة فظنوه الدجال وتوقف فيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حتى تبين له فيما بعد أنه ليس هو الدجال وإنما هو من جنس الكهان أصحاب الأحوال الشيطانية ولذلك كان يذهب ليختبره ابن تيمية says the issue of ابن صياد is problematic and it was problematic on some of the sahaba they thought that he was a dajjal but Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم did not have a decision until it was apparent to Rasulullah in the end that he is not a Dajjal but he is a liar and he is a magician.
who used to deal with the devils. Ibn Taymiyyah says that Rasulullah came to the decision in the end that this is not a Dajjal, but he is devil worshipper or he has some dealings with a shayateen. Ibn Kathir, he says, والمقصود أن ابن صياد ليس بالدجال الذي يخرج في آخر الزمان قطعا لحديث فاطمة بنت قيس وهو فيصل في هذا المقام ابن كثير says in conclusion ابن صياد is not a Dajjal who will come out in the end of time for sure and the evidence is the hadith of فاطمة بنت قيس and it is decisive in this story in this issue ابن كثير says for sure this is not a Dajjal. So you can see that the scholars themselves have a variety of opinion on this man. Wallahu alam. Now, what happened to Ibn Sayyad? Jabir says, فَقَدْنَا إِبْنَ صَيَّادِ يَوْمَ الْحَرَّةِ رَوَهُ أَبُوْ دَاوُدِ Yawm al-Harrah was a battle that happened in Medina in the time of the reign of Bani Umayyah. Jabir says that he suddenly disappeared. Ibn Sayyad he suddenly disappeared. Where did he go? Allahu alam. This is in Abu Dawood. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. For further information, please contact Al-Bashir Publications and Translations at 1-877-745-3330 or 303-574-3330. 0095. Our fax number is 303-373-0943 or visit our website at www.albashir.com That's www.al-b-a-s-h-e-e-r.com You can also write to our address at 10515 East 40th Avenue Suite 108, Denver, Colorado, 80239-3264. Please proceed to the next CD.